It's not even summertime yet, and it feels like July. It's hot, and it's dry, and nothing seems to be happening. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, And welcome to our podcast of June 8, 2011. Yes, I think since the official day, first day of summer is June 21st. We, you're right, Lee. We have not even reached official summertime yet. But it's been in the high 90s routinely for the past, how long now? Two or three weeks? Well, when we say high 90s, we mean like 96, 97, something like that. Um, and yes, we've had our days when it's been 99. And um, mm-hmm. But it's been going on for a stretch. And would you say uh, yeah, two or three weeks? Yeah, at least weeks? a couple of weeks yeah. anyway. Yeah, and, so... Um, Fortunately, we've not had to use the air conditioner yet, which is great. We used it one day when we had company, but you and I have handled it just fine, but our plants are really showing the stress. Did you say that there? you know that this is the hottest, driest spring in recent memory, or that is there? Is it a record? I don't have a statistical um, source. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I can uh, do is quote people who are old-timers around here, and, and what they say is they can't remember it being this hot and this dry this early. And That's right, here in June, early June. And, and really, it started in late May. So, we, I mean, it, right. May was also included in this drought time. And now, what about, oh, go ahead. Uh, our what, part of Elmore County is more severely affected than some, some other parts of Elmore County. If you look at the map of the, hmm. the extremeness of the drought, um, our southeast corner of Elmore County is more severely affected than, say, up near Titus. Yeah. That sort yeah. of thing. Well, and in, I know that Montgomery, which is not far away, is also severely affected. So it's just been... But not as severely as Elmore County. Yeah. Um, we're just so grateful for drip irrigation. Uh, That's the truth. it has allowed us... Uh, relatively pain-free. I mean, it costs a little money to pump from the well, and we always hate to pump from the deep water well any more than we have to because we know that in the long term we are depositing salt in our soil, and that's not good. Mm -hmm. But here in the short run, it sure makes a difference, and we're grateful for it because we remember, you remember particularly, last year when we had dry weather, you were schlepping hoses trying yeah. to keep those yeah. uh, orchard trees watered. Right. Yeah. right. And uh, I guess, it, was it, did we have drip irrigation? Yeah. No, we didn't have drip irrigation in the in the ground this Not time Not in the orchard. It, well, we didn't have it anywhere. No, we didn't have it anywhere at this time last year. We didn't have it at the or- in the orchard at all. And what I remember even before schlepping hoses was, well, maybe along with schlepping hoses, I wasn't very effective at helping the plants. Yes, I probably kept them alive by watering them um, whenever you could. Whenever I could. And we ta- probably talked about that last year on the podcast that what the plants needed was longer duration watering so that they would develop deep roots. But because I only could, you know, get out there, 
certain times of the day and um, you had give to move them 20 the, minutes and move yeah on. I had to yeah. move because you had to move the hose to like four different sections of the of the ground so that was not satisfactory but now we've started these plants off from the very beginning with drip irrigation so yes, and you can argue that they are being babied that I've we watched a movie the other night, uh, Bottle Shock, mm -hmm. about the wineries in uh, Napa Valley. And this seasoned old hand talked about um, you need to stress the plants so that the grapes will be of better quality. Right now, we'll settle for lower quality if we can just keep them alive. Yeah, if we can just keep everything alive. Um, and, and you had talked about that nothing's happening. Well, we have a little something happening. Uh, with We have the cherry tomatoes that seem to be ripening pretty well. In fact, we ate a squash from the garden last night. That's Our true. Our first cucumber. There's and you a, told a, me that you saw an eggplant forming. Yeah, a couple of them. But I'm remembering other years when by now we would be seeing production um, in a bigger yeah, way. Yeah. Particularly well, those tomatoes. Well, it's just, it just mystifies me. The tomato will set. And sit there and do nothing for weeks. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've been sitting there green on the vine, as you said, for weeks. So it's got to be the problem that it's just too blooming hot for the thing to uh, completely ripen. And we've got blackberries that are staying in the same state for many days at the time, and that's not mm -hmm. normal. Normally, yeah. they would move through their stage from mm -hmm. green to red to black to ripe and and be ready for us to yeah. pick and we're not seeing that a few are eventually ripening mm -hmm. but it's just like everything's in extreme slow motion yeah strawberries look like they're um i guess basically mm, done yeah well, there are still a few like i went out there today and picked two that were fairly ripe and so i mean i'm getting the remnants at least but again that's something that should be going on a little longer uh yeah i think it's just it's just so hot yeah now, I have the opinion, and I, I, I didn't consult you about this, that the, even the okra is a little more, it's a little, it's growing a little more slowly than I would expect it to. Well, you know, it maybe seemed to be slower than last year, but remember last year, I, I think I must have gotten it started earlier or something. Once the plants were up and full size, yes, we got a lot of production, but I was late getting most of the, the seeded plants in the ground. So the ones we're actually harvesting from now are the few okra transplants that I put in, that I bought. Okay. So we are getting some okra from those. But, you know, how prolific those transplants are going to be, I don't know. I do. So it's not a fair comparison. Probably not. All right. I, I do expect that once the um, Clemson spineless and the... Um, Alabama red and some of the ones that we had last year that produced well uh, about as soon as those get up to be full-size plants I think we'll see some production I hope Good. so I hope so too well uh, the the ones we cannot complain about are the blueberries I know they're sweet we're picking blueberries every day for cereal and they are uh, just as tasty as they can be and they keep coming on so we're real pleased yeah. with that and and I see some peaches ripening in the orchard. We have two June gold peaches, and there are probably, oh, I'd say 12, 15 peaches between the two trees. 
Um, so we're watching closely to see when they will ripen. And you're right, they are looking a little better. But I bet their ripening is being slowed down by the heat yeah, as well. Yeah, I bet. Well, I think I'm being slowed down by the heat. I mean, it's, well, you just can't true. get you out and there. I both yeah. are having to be a little more careful than normal about when we work. Our normal habit is to say, we're not going to worry about the weather. We work when mm-hmm. we have time to work. But um, I, I have sensed that both of us are directing our efforts toward the times of the day that are a little cooler, a little more yes. manageable. Yeah, I, I try to avoid being out there in the middle of the day because it's just... You know, I walked out the other day thinking, okay, I've got to get out there. And it was like stepping into a, a sauna or a roasting pan. I had to just come back inside and say, well, I'll just wait. It's just too unpleasant. That having been said, it is gratifying to me that here with these extremely high temperatures and all of this drought, that you and I have remained basically comfortable here in our yeah, little home. Yeah, it is. It's it's comfortable. We have uh, good cross ventilation, a nice fan that works well, and the apartment really is staying cooler than the porch or any other outside area, especially cooler than going out into the sun. So uh, when I come in here, I feel a real sense of relief. And our friends um, just find it mind-boggling that we are not using air conditioning right now. They just can't wrap their brains around that. Well, we turned it on one evening when we had some people over for dinner, and it was pleasant. I mean, it cooled it off, but um, we turned it back off after they left, and we were just fine. So I'm glad to hear it. Well, what what do you think it'll take to break this um, heat wave? Because there is no substitute for rain. In fact, some of our trees to me, look a little distressed. Now, that's a good point. We're drip irrigating all the orchard trees. We're drip irrigating mm-hmm. Veg Hill, but nothing, nothing, we're not doing anything about the grass. We're not doing anything about the, the trees. And you're right. It won't be long before they will really feel the severe stress. What you and I are seeing already is the leaves tend to be curled a little in the yeah. middle of the day. Yeah. They're going into a protective mode, realizing that they don't have enough moisture. Mm-hmm. So they're limiting mm-hmm. the transpiration that happens normally during the day. Yeah. And that will have the effect of slowing down their growth, of course, but that's okay as long as they can survive. Yeah. Uh, back to your question, what's it going to take? Uh, you got an answer? I... Uh, you know, I am not a meteor- meteorologist. I don't have a good sense of what... Um, starts or jump starts a weather system. Yeah. A I good mean, hurricane would help. Yeah, but of course we don't want that at all. The heck we don't. I, I'll take a hurricane. But short of that, um, I don't know. I, it, we normally have this pattern of afternoon thunder showers. We haven't had that in a while. You know, th- that would at least cool it off. Oh, it would help tremendously if we could get an afternoon thunder yeah. shower here and there. But we haven't had that, um, and I think you check the extended forecast, and you don't see anything till a week from today at the soonest, right? Correct. Right now, the our 10-day forecast shows a 60% chance of rain uh, a week from today and the day following. Yeah. But that's sort of like the the, the date on which we're going to balance the federal budget. It just keeps pushing out. <laughs> yeah. Every day you check it, it's, it's delayed by a day. Mm-hmm. So 
I believe it when I when I smell that rain on the soil, yeah. Yeah. and I will enjoy that. I'm going to believe that I will smell rain again. I just look forward to that day. Yeah. This is a La Nina effect, uh, we are told, so uh, obviously a change in the ocean weather patterns would help, but hmm. um, it really is um, hard to get through. Okay, yeah. let's talk about something more pleasant. Well, we had a good experience last week going to work on the helpline for the Master Gardeners. It's a Central Alabama Master Gardeners provide a service through the county extension office. As uh, do other as Master do other, Gardener yes, groups. Yes, yes. And it was our shift to man the helpline last Thursday. And I don't know what I expected, but I definitely was not expecting it to be as pleasant as it was. It was very pleasant. And our friend Amanda Edwards was there as a mentor to guide us through and help. And I don't think I could have been nearly as comfortable with the process had she not been there. She was very good. And more importantly, she and others in Central Alabama Master Gardeners have designed a system that gives people like you and me all kinds of support. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, uh, you and I never felt like we were on the spot to tell somebody an answer right away or yeah. anything like that. We knew that we had lots of backup uh, in case somebody asked a question that we couldn't field, and in mo- and most people did, you know, we didn't worry about the fact that we didn't know the answer when they yeah. when they asked it, because we knew we had uh, access to lots of good information that we yes. could go look up. And in some cases, all we'd had to do was send a publication that um, comes to us through the county extension office to these individuals. So. And in some cases, we had some research to do to answer Mm -hmm. a specific question. Um, And Amanda was very helpful on uh, that kind of question. The other Amanda, not... The other Amanda. I was not helpful. I was a novice. Actually, you were (laughs) helpful, too. Uh, But in general, it was just a very pleasant experience. The people calling in tended to be nice people. They were grateful to have the help. And... um, so we're looking forward to our next shift, which will be Thursday of next week. Yes, yes. And then after that, we will have completed all requirements for our Master Gardener uh, licensing, I guess you'd call it. Certific- Scheduled for graduation mm-hmm. in August. And you and I have, I guess, more or less decided that we are going to pursue advanced Master Gardener status. At some point, yes, we want um, to. Our tentative plan is that you will focus on organic home-scale vegetable production, and I will focus on organic home-scale fruit production. Um, And there's a a great degree of overlap in those two, but it will give us complementary skills and expertise that we can Mm -hmm. share with others. But I do think that before we get too wrapped up in the, the future project, we just bask in the glory when the time comes of having reached a milestone. <laughs> you bet. So, so I'm looking forward to that. And it is a milestone. That. It is a milestone, right. And I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the journey getting there, too. Well, um, we've got another big project coming up. We mentioned last week that Adrian... Before we spend too much time basking in the... <laughs> yeah. We're going to be busy since our announcer is getting married. And because, um, like I said, we mentioned that last week. But a decision that we've made is to bake for the wedding and this will be as many cakes as we need to do to make it happen we are baking using your mother's 
Gran, we call her Gran, uh, who's now uh, gone on to heaven. She had a wonderful, I would say, killer chocolate cake recipe. I mean, she could. That this was, was the yellow best. cake with a chocolate icing. Oh, yeah. Best chocolate cake ever, anywhere. So that will be the wedding cake for Adrian and Eli's wedding. And we are going to do a sample cake, even though I think you've made one before. But we're going we're gonna to do a dry run on a cake that we will take and serve after church this Sunday for with our, our friends at Epiphany. Yeah, for our fellowship hour there. So that will be one thing, and I'm sure we will do other dry runs. But if it's all seems to be working out, we plan to make, what did we say, about 12 sheet cakes. That's our estimate based on what we expect now about the number of yeah. people attending and how many people you can serve per cake. And we're going to make one lovely layer cake, and that will be the cake that we put up on a nice little cake platter pedestal, and Adrian and Eli will cut that and feed each other the wedding cake as Bride, brides and grooms usually do and have and been doing I just have to ever. say I I just feel so good about our baking the chocolate cake for their wedding that just feels right to me yeah it's gonna be fun so yeah, we're excited about um, it and we ordered so we ordered all these fun toys and baking pans and all for that and um, so we'll keep you posted about that but right now we'll have that project coming up this weekend that's right. Our dry run, our first dry yeah. run will be yeah, coming up this weekend. So, and, and you want to just uh, end by talking a little bit about what we did this morning. There was something we've done before, but it's been a while, and that is cutting down trees and mulching, or cutting up trees, rather. Yeah, we've, we had several trees that we had to cut down for the orchard expansion. Most of them we were able to buck up and, the, and mulch the branches before the orchard got planted, but we ran out of time. Yeah. And with respect to probably 15 trees, all I did was just drag them to some place on the um, here in the core campus in a, a blank spot so they could just sit there, just get them out of the way. And this week we've begun um, dealing with those trees. And what we do is we drag them to a point where we can access them easily. And then I buck them up into firewood length chunks and stack them over to the side. And then you and I mulch the branches. And right. um, we've you know, got about a yard of mulch from uh, today's work, which was good. And um, we'll do, you know, we're, we're poised to do another round of mulching. I, I did some more bucking this uh, this morning after we mulched, and then we'll do another round of mulching after I finish bu uh, bucking this round. And then we'll have probably at least that many again to do from the trees that are over here um, near the bar near the lodge site. And then we'll be finished with that, which yeah. will be good. Yeah. So, and I know we have some down the hill, too, over there. Don't we have some down the... That down... Um, just south of the orchard, there were some big trees down there that are... Oh, you're right. I'd forgotten about those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we yeah, still we'll have need a good to do bit those to too. do. But um, I know we're just about out of time, but we can catch up with you next week and, and give you a little bit more of an update on some of these projects. And, of course, we would love it if by the time we talk to you again, the, that rain has come. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? Have a good week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. 
send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.